0: You're listening to the Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationships thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Hello, and welcome back to the Couplehood Podcast. Today is the beginning of a special series called the Sandbox Spotlight Series. So the next few episodes, you are going to hear from real-life couples and their real life experience of challenges and joys and how they've moved through the four relationship seasons, where they are now, where they started, where they're going and all of the ins and outs. So if you don't know what relationship season you're in yet, I encourage you to press pause and go to AllisonVilla.com to take the free quiz what's your relationship season and the great news about that is that once you take the quiz it's going to help you put into perspective where you are the expectations that are appropriate to have for your relationship at this moment in time and plus it's going to help you understand the language that you know these couples are going to share on the following episodes all of these couples are are members of my online community, Couples Sandbox. And to give you some insight into Sandbox, I post conversation starters, one new conversation starter, once a month. And the whole idea is that you watch the lesson or the video, and it prompts, and then I give you conversation starters to go with it, to really prompt meaningful, deep, exploratory conversation as a couple. And I know that you're busy parents, so this is why, you know, I design those conversation starters to be really meaningful and also to be short and sweet and to the point. And this is how Sandbox works. So we basically have conversation starter and then every other week we have a live call where the community comes together and we talk about what came up for us and the conversation starters. And the community is so open and supportive and And loving and so honest. And you're going to hear that as you hear me talking to these couples over the next few episodes. It's really going to give you a feel as to what it's like to be a Sandbox member. So our first couple, I'm really excited to introduce them. Mel and Jake have been together for 17 years. Their kids are two and three and a half years old. And What's really special about Mel and Jake is that they are founding members of Couples Sandbox. So Sandbox started in June of 2019, and they have been part of the journey since then, which is really special. It's been special for me because they first they started with one child, and now they have two. And so it's been really neat to see their journey over the years and how they have consistently carved out time for each other along that journey. You're going to hear them talk about Couples Tune Up, which is different than Couples Sandbox, but Couples Tune Up is my online course, and that was created before Sandbox, and that helps parents get clear on their values. So that was how we met, was doing Couples Tune Up together, and then they ended up being founding members of Couples Sandbox, which is really, really special, and I'm really excited for you to hear from them. So let's do this. Hi, Mel and Jake. I'm so excited to have you as guests on the Couplehood Podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking this time.
1: Of course. Happy to. Yeah,
0: we're happy to be here. I just want to dive right in. And first of all, say you guys are founding sandbox members which is a pretty large deal because when when i started sandbox i was like does anybody even want to do this and so those founding members have such a place in my heart because that's why sandbox even was born so thank you for that and for being here and sharing your journey and yeah it means a lot to me i really really
1: appreciate well thank you you. i mean we feel like we've got a lot out of it to be honest so we're thankful as well
0: thanks for saying that so tell us. What relationship season are you in right now?
1: So I think we're in the connected season. We feel like our communication is pretty good and we could be always better, but generally we're really good at making sure we like pause and and speak to each other when we find that things are going uh, a little bit off the rails, so to speak. And we're pretty conscientious of external things that are happening to us and, and like observant of those things and always trying to keep tabs on like how that might be affecting the relationship. So I'd say we're... If you agree, we're in the connected season.
2: Yeah, but we definitely haven't always been here. And it's really just been in the last maybe six to eight months that we got into this season. Yeah.
0: Okay. So tell us a little bit for people who are listening a little bit about your journey, because you're newly in the connected season. I've witnessed your journey for many years now, right, from going from having one kiddo to then two and seeing you through those early years as a family. So maybe just fill us in on on your journey as a couple.
2: Yeah. So when we first met the seasons, when we met you, we were hard and fast in the coping season. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting doing those first quizzes and figuring that out because, A, I think it gave us a lot of confidence that, oh, okay, this is normal. This isn't just us. And B, that there's something on the other side or that there is another side and we're not going to be in that forever. I really highlighted some of the key points that coping is and gave us some tools to manage it better, you know, Mm. permission to not do things and recognition of extra stressors in our life, which was really helpful. Then having a second child, you know, I think we spent some time in there just sorting life out and and finding our stride. And it really hasn't been until even mid COVID that we got into this connected season, which is somewhat surprising to me in some ways. But I I think it's really a testament to the tools that we got through spending time with you to figure (laughs) out how to get here. And even during such an uncertain time, we could actually find a, a way to become closer and work together.
0: I love what you said there, right? It's the tools that you you made that consistent time to keep focusing on your relationship, even when you were in that coping season. So then all of a sudden, once you have more time and energy and resources because of the ages of your kids, right? Things shift a little bit. You realize, oh my gosh, we've been communicating through that challenge. And now you do move more quickly through coasting and interconnected which it's hearing you say you're a little bit surprised, you're surprised, but it's also because you've been really intentional and consistent the whole way through.
2: It's interesting, because I don't actually know when the last time we were in the connected season was, you know, even Mm -hmm. pre kids, because we've always been on a journey of, oh, we just want that promotion, or we just want something else. So it's always been really busy in our lives. So it's, I feel like we're closer than We've ever been in many ways.
0: So naming the seasons has been super helpful for you. And it gave you that hope, even when you were in the in the coping season, to know that, oh wow, we're not gonna be here forever. So how does that feel at this moment right now while you're talking about it? You're like, oh my gosh, we are moving through the seasons. It's actually happening. How do you feel about that, Jake?
1: Uh, I think it's it's encouraging, certainly. The concept of seasons is good in in one way because it, it has this Sort of like evolution feeling to it and you get the sense that it's not permanent. So you can always sort of drift through them or get through them. And it's just a matter of time, but also energy and, and focus. I feel quite good about it. And I think it's been very helpful for me to realize that there's external things that can happen that don't really necessarily on the surface have anything to do with a couple, but. We've been more observant that they have affected us. Like the pandemic is an obvious one, but Mm -hmm. you know, just with the kids and everything else, like there's a lot going on. It's it's nice to just be able to identify something that is external and say that, of course, is affecting us. It's going to be over eventually, and like we can work through it together and then it's not a drag on getting out of the season. You're able to realize that that's an external thing.
0: Yeah. I'm hearing you say that you have a lot more gentleness because you can name it. You're like, oh, there's something happening outside of us. Of course, it's going to shift our expectations for our couple. So there's that kindness towards each other and yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think even just, let's say if I'm stressed with work because something's going on at work and then you don't even really realize it's affecting the relationship. Like I might not have before, but I think now you can start connecting the dots better. Like I have been stressed, and I haven't been as communicative with Mel, and I've been a little short, and this all—it's re- all connected, right? Before, I don't think I—I I was doing a good job of being observant with like how those things were affecting a relationship. So it's been—it's been very good overall. Yeah,
0: I love hearing from you, Jake. Thank you. You right. have—I honestly, because I think a lot of people who listen, they—they want to hear from men. And so hearing your perspective is really powerful, right? Be normalizing that you're like, yeah, now I can name this thing and how impactful it is on the relationship and on your whole family.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I cause they don't really read Cosmo or relationship advice columns. I've, so I'm, like Probably it's a pretty low point. So <laughs> any help has been really useful and I tried to apply it and uh, it's been great. It's been great. And another thing that's been awesome has been having conversations with you and being joined by other couples. And that's been like, it's just really cool because we're learning from them, but I think as much as we're learning from them, we're also just hearing such common themes. And it's really encouraging because you realize that you're not alone and a lot of people going through the same stuff. They just might not talk about it over coffee. But when you actually start asking real questions, you know, we have a lot of common with other couples going through the same stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. What's that like for you, Mel, being part of the live calls and hearing from other couples?
2: Yeah, I find it very normalizing, you know, whether they are couples that have kids similar ages, or no kids, or whatever it is, we're dealing with many of the same things. When we were younger in our relationship, there were a couple things in our life that just, I just remember us reflecting being like, we always argue over this, like, here we are again at this. But you learn that you can't change people. So there are going to be things like that. And in some ways, some of the sandbox couples, although we've never met in person and we meet them infrequently, I feel like I know more about their sort of relationship lives than some of my very close friends. Cause it's hard to be that exposed with childhood friends or friends that you kind of compare levels of success with. You know, you still want to have this facade that everything is great and everything is perfect. Yeah. It's interesting later in life, I find more of our friends, like we end up connecting on in a deeper level just because it's like, it's the village that you have to create in kind of unique ways in these unique times.
0: Yeah. So really like the Sandbox community, we get right to the point, right? Like we get past the chit chat and we're like, okay, this is what's going on. And, and everybody makes that agreement when we enter those conversations. So it's interesting to hear you compare that to your friendships uh, and how that differs, right? There, There's so much history with friendships, and there's things that are appropriate to share or not appropriate to share. And then when you come to sandbox, you just, you know, that's why it's called sandbox, because it's a frame. You know what the frame is. It's super clear. You know what the boundaries are. Everyone agrees about confidentiality and trust and all of those things. So I love hearing that you're getting that that sense. Yeah, we just dive in and you feel like people really well because everyone is really showing up authentically.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I have, since the pandemic has normalized Zoom and video calls, you've added video or the option of people using video. And I've also liked that too, because I just find you Mm. connect at an Another level when you can look people in the face.
0: Oh yeah. Thanks for that feedback. Cause yeah, at the, at the beginning, cause you guys have been on the journey
2: for,
0: <laughs> for so long. Um, yeah, yeah I did just, yeah, I, yeah. cause at the beginning, I only had audio calls cause I thought, you know, it is really personal and I wanted to make it easier for people to share. And then totally this whole element from the pandemic of normalizing video calls. I, I was like, let's do this. We're going to do video and everybody has like responded in whatever way is comfortable for them. But most people do really like that video aspect. So, I appreciate you saying that. So, how about how do you notice you as a couple being connected and, you know, making that consistency for your relationship? How has that filtered into your home life? How has that affected your
1: kids? I think we're pretty good at being more proactive with jumping on nits in the relationship or if someone's in a bad mood or what have you. We're pretty good at, at talking quickly. Which is good because we have to be a team with the kids. Mm-hmm. If we're not a team, then it gets hard, and it's not—it's not easy to parent if you're not on the same wavelength. So I think that's been overall very positive. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, I think it's really being connected has come through the couples tune-up and the sandbox exercises and things that we've gone through with you. That has. Given us a sort of mediator in some of those tough conversations and allowed us to connect and become a team about things. So if we can be a team because we have a common vision, because we've gotten through a hard, difficult conversation with, you know, just a sheet of paper in hand. So it just makes us focus a little bit differently. Then we can be a team when we're figuring out how to discipline our child or maybe not discipline, but like work through a tough spot or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just the other tough family things, dealing with in-law decisions or expenses and things like that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, maybe we should revisit that section. Or it just gives us sort of another common ground that it's not one of us nagging or independently owning something. We can come together, connect over it and be in agreement.
0: So it's like a, a neutral third party who's like, Hey, maybe you should have a conversation about your expectations,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> right? For example. And then you're, and then it's not like one of you nagging. And one, I, I totally understand what you mean there. And then also that practice of going through the exercise and just Going through those conversation starters, working through them makes you feel resilient as a couple. And then that filters into how you're parenting. Like you're you have more ease in those challenges too that come up because you've done that first as a couple.
1: Yeah, and some of the planning has been has been really good too. It's allowed us to be more proactive about what we want for the kids and where we see Future vacations and what, what we think the kids should be into and what we should be investing in. And it's just been good food for thought for us because, you know, time goes pretty quick here and our son is turning four very soon and he's going to be joining kindergarten and it feels like, you know, yesterday he was born, which, which I know is cliche, but it's, it's so true. So it's good to have a plan or at least ideas that you can start putting out in the stake, the stakes in the future to where you're going.
0: Mm, I know how much you guys love doing the family and relationship vision. I think that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know. It does put a lot of things in perspective, and it makes you feel more intentional about the day-to-day life and that the visions that you are building as a family. That's so cool to hear you name that. Thank you. So here's a question for you. Which one of you found Couples Tune Up and then brought it to the other person as a suggestion? And how did that look? And how did you feel? Be honest. Were you nervous? Were you like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be good. What should we do? Was there resistance? Because I know a lot of people listening, there's usually one partner who finds Sandbox, and then they maybe have to convince the other person. So tell us about about your process, like how you found Sandbox and, and what that looked like for you as a couple.
2: So it was definitely me that found it. And I can't even remember how, but it must have been seeing you online somehow. So I brought it to Jake because we had, I think I was about six months pregnant or something. So number two was on the way and we had noticed how having a child affected our lives. Our couple changed. We decided to move with number two coming, you know, so things were just really going to change again. So my pitch was (laughs) suggesting that we really make sure we have a strong foundation for our family of three and in preparation to becoming four, so that we can just use that as a launching point and to keep going. And it was like, I I get these schemes. So Jake's pretty used to schemes, but we hadn't really been like we hadn't done couples therapy or anything. So it also felt like a softer strategy, like a proactive strategy to focus on us that didn't involve, I don't know, that T word gets scary for some people not saying it is for us but it just is another hurdle.
0: The stigma around therapy, it's so true. Thanks for naming yeah. that. So that felt like a softer version.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And more accessible because it was online. We didn't have to like go from two different jobs in two different geographies to meet up somewhere.
0: So the convenience of it was appealing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Jake, yeah. over to you. So what happened? Mel introduces you okay. this idea and what do you, how do you feel?
1: Yeah, I definitely was like not interested to be yeah. honest just to be honest i love the honesty I sort of, yeah i was sort of thinking you know we don't need it basically or i was also thinking wait a minute if i think we don't need it but you think we need it mm. uh that's you know what does that mean but it, you know i think yeah. i was okay to just go along with it or, or tr- give it a shot anyway because to be honest mel might have brought it up and then sort of didn't do anything and then brought it up again so she's pretty persistent about it and got that personality we eventually did it and i just enjoyed it it's been like it's been painless. There's like the activities are very like the sort of homework, so to speak, has been good and find it's you you get as much out of it as you put into it. And, you know, it's it's just healthy to have more conversations around your relationship, especially if it's guided, right? Because then it's we're busy. We don't have hours and hours to talk about this stuff. It doesn't just always come up. So it's good to take half an hour and just sit down and talk about something. And at the end of it, you've actually accomplished something and improved the relationship for it. And then the, the calls have been—I've just enjoyed them, to be honest. So it's been once you get into it, it it's just been—it's been fun.
2: I mean, if we're being really honest, I think sometimes in prep for the calls, you're kind of like, "Oh, call," I just want to <laughs> like lay on the couch and do something. But then we have it, and afterwards it's like, "Oh, that was a really good use of time. I feel good about things." That, that is true. Yeah. I
0: so appreciate your honesty because every person can relate to that. You're like, oh yeah. my gosh, we have to do this thing or we signed up <laughs> to do this thing. And then there's resistance and there's homework, but then you realize, oh my gosh, we just spent an hour. And then how do you usually feel after the
1: hour? Uh, I, feel, I feel good. I feel like we sometimes even like we, okay. So in more honesty, like sometimes it's like, okay, it calls in an hour. Like, we got to start this yeah. and then like, you don't get done. But then after you're thinking, like, well, we should really like finish because like we got cut off. Right? You're like, talking
2: about finish the exercise, the exercise or, the or the homework. Yeah, the homework. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We should go back yeah. and do that because it was useful.
2: Well, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if it's relevant or not, but I think of it as relevant. We were together for quite a while before we got married, and then we got married in a church, and they required us to do like marriage school mm-hmm. through the church in preparation. And it has similarities in the sense that it forced some of these conversations that some couples never have about finances about decision-making about child rearing and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we felt that was so powerful. And like, why aren't they like just relationship lessons? You know, like, why don't you do that early on in a relationship instead of just when you get married? And I think that couples tune up like provides that type of thing without it being connected to a church. And so it is just a lot of tools and valuable lessons to help you through the tough spots. I love that. And yeah,
0: it is such a great point to do like marriage prep before you get married. And then, isn't that so interesting too that there's no follow-up after you do that? Yeah. <laughs> there's like, how are they doing? Well, they're married now, so they must be so, fine. And there's yeah. so much more learning as we grow. So I love that you guys have committed to each other and have consistently carved out this time. It's been so cool to see your family grow, to see you guys grow, to see you move through the seasons. I'm so happy for you. And I, I love seeing you continue to grow. It's such a privilege. One question before we end. What... Is one thing that you are grateful for about each other?
1: So, I mean, with Mel, there's a lot of things. She's really, she's very foundational in both in our couple, as well as like in our family. I have so much to be grateful for about that because you know she challenges me. She challenges what our family should do and what our family should become. And she's always been that way. It's not even just like with the kids. It's ever since we first met, she's always been wanting more for us and for me. And it's really Great. She makes me better for that reason. And I'm very thankful for
2: it. Yeah. And along the same lines, Jake, it's funny, we met in university. So we have a lot of years together and a lot of like foundational years and learning and went through engineering together. So have like logic driven minds. But he's so much more logical in many ways, (laughs) you know, like when we think about like real priorities and things. So I do get these schemes and ideas and want to do new things and try new things. And he is very open to trying them and to just pushing us. But then at the same time, when it's totally harebrained, he'll like bring me down a level. And I know it's with like rationale and rational thinking in mind. So just knowing that he is there to give us and me the benefit of the doubt and he wants us to grow is really important. But then he doesn't let me get carried away.
0: (laughs) I can see Jake nodding. And I love that you both bring, you know, you balance each other out and you're really good at naming that. It's really cool. Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate you taking this time today.
2: Thanks for all your help through the years.
0: (laughs) My pleasure. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the couplehood podcast. It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to alisonvilla.com to learn more. A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Millane from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys, until next time, I'm Allison Villa wishing you love on your
1: couplehood journey.